Jeff's, Jeff's Wonderland. And welcome to another episode of The Wonderland, everybody. It's great to have you here for today's show, and if you are a Wonderland virgin, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Jeff Healy, that's Jeff with a G. I am an Australian singer-songwriter, piano entertainer, comedian, and compulsive contemplator of things. And for the next 15 minutes or so, I'll be taking you on a ride through the canyons, the cracks and the crevices of my consciousness, during which you'll hopefully feel, I don't know, entertained, educated or anything else, starting with E, which I can't seem to think of right now. Anyway, if you're anything like me, you hate waiting for things. And therefore, we're going to get straight on with the show, courtesy of our first regular segment, the ever-popular... Theory time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm gonna tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory time. And welcome to Theory Time. Travelling through life is really a voyage of discovery, isn't it? But more than that, though, it's a voyage of self-discovery and also discovering suddenly that certain things which you didn't mind when you were younger, you simply can't stand anymore. And I think that's what's really good about that point in your life, when you reach it, is that you also don't give a flying flop about what anyone else thinks about you not being into those things, like you used to be. Look, honestly, truly not giving a monkeys about something is one of the most satisfying things anyone can ever experience. But I'm not suggesting that we should suddenly all be nihilistic about everything. Obviously, there are things we should care about as we journey through life, but the fact is, We care much too much about a whole lot of stuff that we shouldn't care about at all. I think at the top of the list would be other people's opinions generally. Now, we've all got opinions about stuff, sometimes really strong opinions. I know I do. But I've also come to the realisation that there are two distinct types of opinions. Both of them are absolutely fine, but each one comes with different rules or a different set of instructions, if you like. First of all, I'm going to talk about what we'll call Opinion 1.0. Opinion 1.0 is the opinion that we identify with personally and emotionally, that we like to verbalise, slash bore the crap out of our family and friends with, maybe share on Facebook or other social media, and one which we're not afraid of owning because it's from the heart. Well, look, as anyone who has been to hell and back following a from-the-heart decision will tell you, That's not necessarily a watertight qualification. Anyway, I reckon Opinion 1.0 is absolutely fine as long as 1. It's not being rammed down someone's throat and 2. We all remember that opinions aren't necessarily fact-based. It could be said that an opinion, being a person's point of view, doesn't need to be based on facts and I suppose that's true. But if it's not, it shouldn't be dressed up as the truth either. Over the years, I've had a bunch of what I would call half-arsed and rather spontaneous opinions on certain things. But nowadays, I'm a bit more inclined to fine-tune that opinion for some time after I actually form it, based on whatever factual information comes my way about that particular thing. It's always a bit embarrassing when an opinion you have gets shot down in flames by someone who's actually in possession of the facts regarding that particular thing. Quite honestly, though, that is also the sweet spot of the whole experience. 
sweet and sour, I admit, because no one ever really enjoys being wrong about stuff. But I reckon that it feels so good to suddenly be armed with the truth that it's well worth that brief, painful moment of realising that your original opinion 1.0 was complete bollocks. Now, the internet and social media have unquestionably led many of us to confuse information for knowledge. Because quite frankly, there's an awful lot of really shiny and exciting but shitty unsubstantiated information out there posing or accepted as fact, whereas it should actually be relegated to the basket of fantasy entertainment at best. And that brings me to the second type of opinion, which I'm going to call Opinion 2.0. Now, Opinion 2.0 resides exclusively in the back of one's mind, is probably based on absolutely no evidence or common sense whatsoever, but which can be tremendously entertaining and enjoyable, but can only be shared with others who happen to already possess the same lunatic point of view. Now, the only instructions that come with this opinion is that we agree never to take it seriously, and that we fully realise its lack of value beyond the realm of escapist humour and personal entertainment. A bit like the Wonderland, really. This is what I know. Theory time. And that was theory time, and the time has come for some music, which you might have never heard before. So, without even taking a breath, we're now going to slip into the comfortable shoes of Song of the Day. Okay, I had to take a breath, sorry. Today, we're venturing once again into the woods near the Hoosick River, near the Massachusetts-Vermont state line, to hear a track from Andy and Matt Thompson, aka the Pioneer Valley, one of our Wonderland-approved artists. Now, Andy and Matt wrote and recorded this song early in 2021, and it's called Midnight Saving Grace. Take a listen. Scars take time to heal. We can't turn back the wheels. Be proud of who we are. We can't be the first one who have had to pull the weight. Learn the lessons from the past. Make a new start. My midnight saving grace. My Across the copper by taking what life offers, showing nothing new to those who can't forget. It's a selfish way to vent, pointless anger and lament. Muddy hopes drip through with every drop of sweat. My midnight saving grace. Seems like the streets dissolve and float away 
In the river of the south, down to the gulf, out past the brackets, to the blue and green, and then you'll finally free your midnight saving grace. Your And that's the Pioneer Valley with a midnight saving grace. And you can hear the rest of Andy and Matt's songs on the music streaming services, as well as YouTube and Instagram. And we will be featuring more of their tracks in future episodes. Now, I think that Mark Zuckerberg might actually be a reincarnation of my mother. There are, however, some logistical problems with this theory, not the least of which is that my mum and Zuckerberg were alive on the planet at the same time, and that she no longer is, and he still is. In any case, I suppose I should explain why I've come up with this thought. And without any doubt, the best place to do that is... Jeff's Thought of the Day. I was thinking about something, I think it was the thought of the day. Welcome to Thought of the Day. My mum had, among other things, a very conciliatory nature. In other words, she was really, really keen on everyone getting along well at all times, which used to annoy me and my siblings because we realised as we got older that there are always going to be people that you just don't see eye to eye with and that you don't want to have anything to do with, which of course is completely human and normal and healthy. But my mum would often say things like, I just want everyone to get along. Well-intentioned mum, but it's really an impossible dream, isn't it? Well, not to the founder of Facebook, apparently. See, I get the feeling that Mark Zuckerberg wants you to have as many friends on Facebook as you can possibly get. And that's why we keep getting that people you may know thing pushed in our faces. Now I know they're friends of friends of friends of friends or whatever, but I find that extremely annoying and you can't turn the bloody thing off either, as far as I know. Now could it be that the spirit of my late mother has somehow entered into his head and created this illusion of goodwill? And I think we know damn well that it's an illusion because the only reason anything happens on Facebook is to make the company and its shareholders more money from advertising. Now, that's not being cynical, by the way. That's just being realistic. It's a business, you know, like any other. I remember, though, when Facebook first began, I think it was back in about 2007, and when you went to log in, there was a phrase which read, Facebook is free and always will be. Well, that was not a lie. But what nobody in Mr Zuckerberg's camp was admitting to at that point, although we can be absolutely sure that it was planned right from the beginning, was that the freeness of Facebook would ultimately come at a cost to us. Namely, the cost of having to put up with endless annoying advertisements which seem to be increasing in number all the time. But, like I said, that's business, isn't it? And I guess for a lot of us it's worth putting up with. Whilst the rest of us either choose to get off Facebook completely 
or go to another platform, which nowadays is also quite likely to be owned by Mr Zuckerberg. But if whatever social media platform you're using right now doesn't have any or very much in the way of advertising on it, just wait. What's interesting about all this is that when the internet first began, very few people, especially in the corporate world, took it even slightly seriously, least of all the advertising business. And I think most people thought it was just a fad, albeit a pretty interesting one, and, well, yeah, the rest is history. So at some point, everything changed. The world became addicted to the internet, and it didn't take long for the advertising business to see the potential of it, and here we are. A consumer doesn't consciously pay for advertising, of course, at least not directly, but we do pay eventually, whether we like it or not, because it's now practically impossible to get away from it, whether we realise it or not. And we pay by either buying whatever they're selling, or by having to put up with the ads themselves every time we turn on any kind of electronic device connected to either a TV or radio signal, or of course, the internet. And then there's the phenomenon of being listened to by your devices, which I think has been pretty much proven, demonstrating that trying to sell stuff is getting out of hand in a rather creepy way. Now, this subterfuge may not amount to actual surveillance, at least not yet, but you can be pretty sure that it won't stop there. And neither will we stop getting annoyed by it. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And that's it for Thought of the Day, and sadly our episode as well. Thanks for joining me, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed the show, and barring some unfortunate accident, I'll be back next week with more thoughts, theories, music, and, of course, the usual pointless conjecture on another glittering episode of The Wonderland. Gotta get back to just Wonderland. Wonderland.